Despite some major airline drama and weather-related disruptions during my spring travels and a nearly two-week stint of the common cold, this has otherwise been an awesome Lent for me thus far, and I wanted to thank you all for being a part of making that so. I loved reading our Ascension Night's daily devotional passages. I was impressed at how I was able to tone down my drinking immensely during these past few weeks and how excited I was to engage in that challenge. And, perhaps most unexpectedly of all, I've come to really enjoy a certain activity. The art of lying down and doing absolutely nothing. Since Ash Wednesday, I have regularly carved out periods of time in my schedule where I intentionally put a pause on the quotidian grind of young adult life in New York City. I stop thinking about the emails and texts I have to respond to. I tell myself that all the plans I must make will be figured out eventually, so they don't have to be solidified right now at this exact minute. For someone like me who used to go out all the time because I was genuinely afraid of being alone with my thoughts, the fact that I very often look forward to these chunks of time where I am truly on my own, if you had known me back in the day, you too would recognize what a feat this is. Nothing short of a miracle. Nothing is happening. My eyes are not glued to a phone screen or TV. There is no New York Times podcast or D. Martin record playing through my AirPods. And there is no person sitting across from me to keep me company, in person or virtually. It is during these moments of supposed emptiness where, ironically enough, I end up feeling filled. Sometimes in an overflowing, but not overwhelming way, with the presence of the Holy Spirit, the love of God in my heart, and the knowledge that life is pretty darn cool. I say the word knowledge because in this day and age, that usage of the term feels in and of itself revolutionary. Some may even say blasphemous. If you'll hear me out, I turn to the Corinthians passage from our readings. Before Jesus' time, certainly during his life on this material earth, and all the way to our present day and beyond, committing to this knowledge of not just God, but the mystery of God, and proclaiming that wisdom to the world has been considered by many to be foolish, not wise by human standards. The majority of mass media and messaging in our uber-industrialized society prioritizes three main types of capital, economic, social, and cultural. We suffer from burnout sometimes because we are made to think that if we are not constantly in pursuit of at least one of these kinds of capital, we are wasting time, not working hard enough, or are totally failing at life. So we go, 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 keep on churning, keeping up productivity, even if it means sacrificing sleep, hobbies, time with loved ones, and time spent just by ourselves. When I lie down and do nothing, I am certainly not earning any more wages by starfishing on my bed and closing my eyes. I am not connected to anyone, networking, or strengthening any bonds or professional relationships. 
And I am definitely not learning anything that will finally have me master the opera and ballet categories on Jeopardy. <laughs> so yeah, that doesn't seem wise. Don't I have anything better to do? But you see, when I am alone with just myself and with God, a whole new world opens up. It is the world of memories, recent silly ones and buried traumatic events alike. No matter if they make me laugh or make my heart hurt, they all make up a life. One that I'm proud of. Sure, not of every single moment, but in terms of the big picture, it has all been so beautiful and human. A journey still in the making. Let's see what I'll do next. I learned so much from all the past versions of me. She was quite a girl. As time goes on, I see her more clearly. What else comes up for me? Emotions, tender things that I sometimes like to keep just for me, not because I am scared of being vulnerable with my loved ones, but because some feelings truly are a private matter. In certain moments, I am my own best friend, and it's fun to hang out with just myself. Oh, and with God there too, as my witness, totally chill with me doing my own thing and not making me feel rushed with my introspective self-care. Also in the mix are dreams, not the ones where I can figure out how to make my aspirations all the more lucrative or the ideas I want to share with other artists to make me sound like someone they want to collaborate with or even the works I like to publish so the world may finally consider me a genius. No, rather I'm talking about the dreams that maybe aren't really that realistic or rewarding in the narrow ways the corporeal world has laid out. Because sometimes the most delicious part about using your imagination is surprising yourself and crossing all the barriers to entry, borders between lands, and from one spiritual threshold to another. You think your brain has seen it all, but maybe there's more within you than you could have ever realized. And throughout all of this deep meditation and self-reflection and luxuriating and occupying the body I have and letting my mind drift peacefully like a cloud in the cerulean sky, my soul feels just a little bit more nourished. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like staying in the know. I love me some critical thinking. I like snuggling up to a super long piece in The Atlantic or New Yorker, and I'm starting to run out of documentaries on Netflix to watch. But I like to strike a balance. Sure, let me hold my own in fierce academic discourse and more casual at the dinner table debate. But let me also never become so overly skeptical, untrusting of the world, and preoccupied by statistics and other quantifications that I start to invalidate my and others' enjoyment in being foolish, unwise, and not all that concerned with procuring capital in order to be seen as successful or smart or of high social standing or status. So many of the times I felt closest to God have been when I was, let's say, a little dumb. It is the feeling of being so taken by something my entire body reacts, 
my heart leaps long before I can begin to overanalyze or have doubts or get anxious and self-conscious. It's the feeling of hearing Moon River and feeling so romantic, whether I picture myself walking down this very aisle to my partner Evan or just strolling solo along Fifth Avenue in my own little black dress and oversized sunglasses without any purpose or agenda. It's just public solitude. It's the feeling of dressing up in your bedroom and having your very own runway show, whether by yourself or with a loved one, not because you have an event to prepare for, but because you're hot, you know it, and you want to celebrate yourself. It is the feeling also of ending the month of March this year at a Justin Bieber concert and surprising myself when my friend and I and every other attendant burst into simultaneous jumps and screams and singing along to the polarizing 2010 hit, Baby. Listen, I know intellectually that this is not at all a great song by any means, but there's an inexplicable joy in singing along to when I was 13, I had my first love with hundreds of other people at magnificent heights of happiness without any sense of shame, insecurity, or self-editing. That to me is a religious experience, unadulterated love for myself and others, a sort of liberation of the masses. When I was 13, I couldn't do that. Now, another 13 years later, I'm getting better at it. What helped? God gave me an invite to hang out one-on-one -on -one with him. I didn't need to bring anything or do anything. I just had to arrive and be. He didn't ask anything of me or demand that I give up something else just to make this time happen. I'm so grateful for that and come Easter and onwards, I'm looking forward to revisiting this cherished ceremony of learning from myself the wisdom of God. It is true that sometimes by doing less, you can gain so much more. Thank you. Amen. Amen.